1: and tissues that are stuck, and then you've got all this chronic pain and illness that has been like living in us, that release feels so good and you just feel lighter. And then it links back to feeling less angry with your body because we're not holding these subconscious emotions.
0: Hello Tribe! Welcome to today's episode. I am interviewing Andrea Wool, founder and coach of the program Autoimmune Strong. As someone who has struggled with exercise intolerance myself, this was an especially interesting and fun conversation to have with Andrea today. But this episode goes deeper than just how to work out with autoimmune disease. We also dive into the emotional side of exercise intolerance, what that even means, and how to find love for your body after it changes, because duh, that's my favorite part of healing. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. And you are the founder and coach behind Autoimmune Strong. Can you explain a little bit more to our listeners what your business is all about and how you got started in it? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a big question. So
1: um, my, my business, Autoimmune Strong, is an online platform um, that allows you to watch Exclusive video content, um, like fitness programs. They're they're basically workout programs, but they're not like Jillian Michaels' fitness programs, who's right. awesome and I love her. But those programs are really intense, and for people with autoimmune disorders, um, chronic illness, fibromyalgia, all of which I have, um, you know, those workout programs don't always work for us. Um, we all suffer from things like exercise intolerance and exercise-induced symptom flare-ups, which I can talk about in a little bit, but um, it makes it really difficult for us to work out in a traditional sense with traditional programs. So Autoimmune Strong is a fitness program that is designed specifically for us, for people who want to get strong and um, want to stay healthy and want to do it without having exercise make them sick. Um, so, So that's what my business is.
0: Awesome. So what can you kind of, I'm a visual person, and I've Mm -hmm. seen some of these videos. Can you explain to us a little bit more what a workout on your program would look like?
1: Yeah, so a workout on my program looks very different. And a lot of people come to me as former athletes or as former gym rats, and they'll say like, this is a workout. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, this is a workout. And the reason they say that is because um, a couple things. One is that the videos are pretty short. Um, like they're about 15 minutes long at the most. Mm-hmm. And um, and in them, they have a lot of talking. I'm te- I do a lot of teaching. I have a whole set of instructional videos because I really want people to understand how to do the exercise properly, why the exercise is important, um, and how it's going to keep them safe and strong to be able to do their activities. My side note here is that like, My goal in getting you fit, fit, I do that in air quotes, fit, because this concept of being fit is often thought of as like having a six pack, right? Right. But I don't really care about having a six pack myself. I don't necessarily think that my audience cares about having a six pack. What I care about is being able to walk up and down my stairs um carry my groceries be able to do daily things you know lift my kids throw them in the pool Um, those are things i care about being able to do and i want um people like me to be able to do Um, so so it's not about getting you know really buff it's about being able to be strong and healthy in your everyday life so that's why the videos are short and then the exercises are tailored to be very specific in terms of strengthening and flexibility because in 15 minutes, you don't have a lot of time to do a lot of extra stuff. You need to just be targeted and focused. Mm -hmm. Um, these exercises don't make you sweat or not a lot. Like they're not going to be, they're not going to feel like you've hit the gym, but your body's going to feel sore in a good way. Like, you know, when you build those muscles. Um, and, um, you know, and, and it should feel stronger. Uh, people have told me that in, like, just a couple of weeks, they already feel stronger. Um, we start with the core, and then we, I move through different body parts. So we do a lot of work with feet and ankles. Your video is actually on a, where you show some of the feet and ankle work, uh, in, on, which you can see on Instagram. Is yeah. so, They're so fun to watch
2: because mm-hmm.
1: um, those are other movements that feel really tiny. Yeah. But they're, they have a huge impact. Yeah. Um, so I start with core, move to foot and ankle, and then move through like the full body. So you get a full body strengthening experience. It doesn't make you feel like crap.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Cause I feel like you really build a strong foundation. And like you said, you give the why behind the movement. Cause I've tried your videos and done some of my own videos, then posted them on Instagram. So people can be aware of your programs. And it's funny because I'm also a yoga teacher. So I'm very in tune with the human body and anatomy. I was also a biology major in college, PS. Oh, I didn't know (laughs) that. I love that. I was going to be a doctor, (laughs) did not take that route. But as someone who looks at bodies almost every day, when I'm teaching and I, you know, had had this yoga practice until I experienced some exercise intolerance it was really cool and kind of eye-opening to do some of these videos that were like your level one more foundational because even I felt a new sensation in my body. And um, there's one where you're laying on your back and you're kind of tucking your pelvic bowl under and pulling your navel in. And I almost had like kind of forgotten what that felt like to have that, like in yoga we call them the bandhas or these like Mm -hmm. locks, right? And so uh, I think that even if you, in, in my case, my example, like are a seasoned yoga practitioner or workout, it's like good to come back to and feel different muscle groups in your body and almost... I felt empowered because I was like, you know what? I remembered how strong I was, even though I wasn't at the time when I was starting your videos, I wasn't going to the gym because my body honestly could not handle it. Yes. Uh, and so I, I missed this feeling of being strong and, and healthy um, and, and, and what it felt like to have that inner strength and to just start to then isolate some of those muscles to remember how strong I was. It was really fun. So I know you have your own healing story. I'd love for you to, to share that with the audience as, as much detail as you'd like, as far as what, you know, inspired you to create this this program, these workouts. And uh, you mentioned already that you struggled with some chronic illness. So can you, can you expand upon that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I've always been, I won't bore you with the details of my childhood, but I've always been <laughs> someone who, you know, I've never... I I was always someone who would like come home from college being, I was always sick. I was always struggling with something, you know, flu I I, anything that anybody had, I would catch. Um, so I, you know, my immune system, I always knew was a little off, but it didn't really come to fruition until uh, after the birth of my second son. So I was an athlete. My, I've been an athlete my whole life. I was a marathon runner. I was a competitive skier. Um, so all of those things, you know, movement is really important to me. And after the birth of my second son, um, you know, I knew something wasn't right. Um, And I couldn't put my finger on what it was. But everybody around me knew something wasn't right. I couldn't um, really lift him that well. And like, he was a newborn. He was little. Mm -hmm. Um, Holding him for periods of time would exhaust me. Climbing up and down the stairs while carrying him was too much at a three at the time my older son was three and he would say things like mommy come with me to the playground and come play with me and I'd call my friend who lived next door and be like can you come with me to the playground because he's gonna want to go in the bucket swing and I can't lift him um I was weak I was sad, I was having crazy anxiety. Um, I was gaining weight rather than losing weight, which is not typical when, um, you know, after you've given birth and you're nursing. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like my body was on fire. Like it was this weird experience of having, feeling like ants are crawling on you all the time. Um, And I just would like drop and take a nap wherever I was, wherever I could. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a bad situation. Because I was not only responsible for my own health, but I was responsible now for two small children. Um, And I had a full-time job. So I was under. And I, you know, I started going to doctors. um, And I think they had the best intentions. They just didn't, uh, they just didn't know. I, I, I don't know exactly, I can't exactly explain what happened in these doctor's offices, except that they were like, sorry. Uh, you know, your blood work looks wonky, but there's no definition to it. Like, you know, I had a, a really super high ANA um, test, which which they would say, well, 80% of women have wonky ANAs, so you're probably fine. And I'm like, how am I probably fine? I literally can't function. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I can't even go out for coffee with a girlfriend. So, um, so anyways, fast forward after seeing eight or nine doctors and, um, you know, one of them said, well, I don't really know. You could try going gluten-free. You could look at what you eat, but like, I don't really have a system for that, but you know, I don't try going gluten-free and see what happens. So I started Googling gluten-free food and I started learning about real food. Um, uh, the definition of real food, um, at the time, this was many years ago, so um, paleo and autoimmune protocol and these diets that have gained a lot of popularity nowadays they weren't things that people knew about then and so um, so I didn't find them. What I did was I cobbled together um, my own version of essentially the AIP, um, mm-hmm. which uh, I eliminated gluten, I eliminated dairy, I eliminated alcohol, I eliminated coffee. I made sure that I ate. Healthy fruits, vegetables, organic, local, uh, and uh, farm raised meats, right? So for me, that was a big switch because I was the girl who used to spray, I can't believe it's not butter, on my whole wheat toast and call that breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so I started putting my food and I started, after a couple months, I started feeling better. And then I started playing with movement because I'm not someone who can sit still well. And I knew that movement needed to be part of my healing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, after about two years of that, I got really healthy. Um, I start I felt really, really good. And I decided that I wanted to put what I was able to do for myself out there for others because I had sort of, i worked really, really hard to create a program for myself And as I started walking around town, people would say, I lived in a small, small city where everybody knows everybody. And people would be like, oh my God, you look amazing, which is code for like, wow, you don't look like crap anymore. And, you know, and people started saying like, oh, how can I get what you're getting? Like, how can I do what you're doing? Yeah. So that was how Autumn Means Strong was born. I started putting it on video and seeing if people were interested. And it turned out there were, there are lots of people who felt like me or feel like me.
0: Awesome. Yeah, can you speak to a little bit about why some people with chronic illness, autoimmune disease, I'm also a woman with fibromyalgia, we're on the same page there, Um, which I know you said we're not going to dive into your childhood, but I do believe there's um, the aces, right, adverse childhood experiences that can absolutely contribute to fibromyalgia and chronic illness, but um, why is it that some people listening who do struggle with these things may experience exercise intolerance or, or whatever verbiage you use for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically what happens when you're fighting a chronic illness like fibromyalgia, or I have multiple autoimmune disease. I didn't actually tell you that I was officially diagnosed, Uh you know, much later down the line, but I've been officially diagnosed with Hashimoto's, celiac, and fibromyalgia, and then there's a couple of things that I might also have, but at this point, (laughs) it's what it is. Um, So, um, when you struggle with with autoimmune disorder or chronic illness, your body has to fight this chronic illness all the time. Mm -hmm. So, our bodies are actively working all the time in a way that "quote unquote" normal bodies might not be, right? So um, that's exhausting, and it puts a lot of uh, strain and stress on our adrenal glands, um, which are really, really, really tiny, and they sit on top of our, you know, of our kidneys, and they're like, you know, a quarter of the size, and they have to do all this work to keep our energy up. Mm -hmm. To try and make sure that um, we are able to be capable of doing the normal daily things that we have to do in our lives. So that's our point of starting, right? It's our point of start, which is that we are a lot, our bodies are just at rest doing so much more work. Then add to the fact that um, a lot of, you know, medical studies have shown links Of autoimmune disease or fibromyalgia or chronic illness to leaky gut right so if you have leaky gut and you've had chronic leaky gut then your body hasn't been receiving proper nutrients even if you're eating a super healthy diet if you're not able to digest that super healthy diet then you're not getting the proper nutrients you need to build up your muscles your connective tissue, all of the things that need, you need to for the building blocks that, to make you strong. Yeah. So my diet of I can't believe it's not butter spray on top of wheat, you know, a holy toast was not providing me any amino acids or anything that I need to create mm-hmm. healthy muscles. Right. Um. No, there were no healthy fats. There were no healthy proteins. Um. So, so, you know, those are just two examples of ways that we start at a much weaker state Mm -hmm. so our ability to handle excess pressure you know exercise is a stressor that's the that's the point of exercise it's a stressor on your body and that that's how you get stronger because your body is learns how to handle that stress right but if our body has a lower capacity for handling stress then then we have a lower capacity for handling exercise Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's Yeah, that's a great description. I think sometimes um, there's frustration that then becomes involved when uh, men or women experience this exercise intolerance where they used to be able to, even if it's as little as throwing a ball in the backyard with their son, or maybe they used to do, you know, CrossFit or Orange Theory or, you know, these high intensity interval training or something. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they can't anymore yeah and so i think that there can oftentimes be frustration that then starts to rustle up with that I experienced a little bit of that. I also, like, you would not find me inside the house in the summertime. I was always outside as a little kid with no shoes on, just running around, playing games, like playing soccer, tag, you know, like everything goes in the graveyard, all of it. And uh, as an adult, I continued to be active through yoga. And I, I will admit, I've never been much of a runner, but I was a soccer player. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved doing um, some hit workouts. And all of a sudden I lost this part of me that, Mm -hmm. you know, used to be there. And I almost feel like I struggled with some grief uh as far as like uh not being able to do some of the things I love. And I had a little bit of a breaking point not too long ago where I went snowboarding one day and then I did hot yoga and then I went rock climbing because my partner and I love to go rock climbing. So it was like three days in a row of these like big kind of outdoor activities that I love. And then at, by the end of day three, I I mean, I, didn't, I don't think I moved in any sort of like exercise type way for like two weeks because I had completely burnt out. So you know, thinking about your story and some of the people you maybe even you work with, do you feel like there's for you, like ever this breaking point where you're like, this is, I'm not doing the things I love to do anymore. And this, I don't want to live this way. I want to do something about it. Did you have any moments like that where you're like, enough is enough? That's why.
1: So yes, yes, yes. I think your point about feeling grief of the way that we used to be is Mm -hmm. I think you speak, for not only for my experience, but you speak for so many uh, people's experience. Um, Autoimmune Strong members talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I teach a small group Autoimmune Strong class. We literally had an entire class devoted to this one topic, and I think we might end up having another because yeah. it runs really deep. Um, uh, you know, My body used to be able to carry me through XYZ, and now it can no longer do that that's a that's a really big uh, thing to handle. And it's sad for, for those of us who experience it. Um, I've definitely experienced it. I used to, um, at, you know, as I said, I used to go out for run, like long runs for like four hours at a time. They were my favorite. They were alone time. I was out in nature. I listened to great music. I loved it. I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a coming to terms of, my body is now different, and I have to treat it differently, and I need to find an outlet that's different than the outlet I used to. Yes. So there's that component. But then there's also the component of, well, okay, we maybe we won't be able to get back to a place where you can do those three things three days in a row, mm-hmm. but... Maybe there's a way to think through that where you take a rest day in between or um, or maybe when you, you know, when, there are ways to modify. And that's one of the things that I try to teach in Autoimmune Strong is um, the idea of modification and learning when to push your body and when to stop and listen to your body and when a rest day is needed. Yeah. These are really, really hard things to To figure out and there's no right or wrong way it's just a matter of trying some things and seeing how they work and then if that doesn't work acknowledging that it doesn't work and then trying something else instead of having this voice in the back of your head that says well I used to be able to do this so I should be able to do this now right Um, you know for example I have another woman in one of my small group classes Said she was behind for a week and so she said I did three videos to catch up and oh. now I feel awful and I'm like oh but there's no catching up because right. your body is your body and the other people's bodies are their bodies so they're, they're maybe at a place where they can handle doing two videos in a day but you can't and right. so you know I had her set her goal for the next week and she was like my goal is and she was super depressed about it, my goal is only to do one video Mm -hmm. But then she did that one video for that week and she felt amazing. Yeah. And so that's ultimately like changing the perspective from what I should be able to do Mm -hmm. to what actually, what my reality is and what actually makes me feel glorious. Yeah. Because that's what we're looking for. And then once you've hit that, I feel glorious, then you can add just a tiny bit more
2: Mm -hmm.
1: of, you know, perhaps... Progress the exercise a little bit, or perhaps do an extra five minutes, but progress it in these small increments
2: mm-hmm. so
1: that maybe a year from now, you can do all three things yeah. back to back to back. Yeah. It just takes time.
0: Yeah, it can, uh, time and patience, right? Like some yes. patience with yourself, with your body and not being too hard on ourselves, I talk a lot in my community about intuition as well. And I found that as I was uh, reintroducing movement and exercise and workouts back into my life, especially after that burnout period where I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to work out ever again? I had to listen to my intuition as far as body awareness and listening to almost creating like a threshold, right? So letting my body get to a certain kind of like heightened state and honestly stress state, like you said, because working out is stress Um, and and kind of playing with that threshold a little bit, but using my intuition to to like really just feel into my body and be like, okay, I think that's enough for today. Mm -hmm. Like, even if I didn't finish whatever I was planning on doing, I need to turn this off because I can feel my body. It's about to kind of cross that threshold into a place that is not going to make me feel good. So it's been really powerful to tap into intuition. And then people become more aware of themselves and their bodies. It's so powerful. Um, I want to also put this in the lens of body love. So I think that it can be really hard when you experience, you aren't able to do things you used to be able to do and love or you maybe just are having a hard time, um, working out in general. And so then potentially women are putting on some weight, um, or they're just not moving their body and connecting to their body in the same way. So can you talk a little bit about body love in this? I feel like it can be, it can be hard to really truly love our body when you feel like it's working against you.
1: Yeah. I think you, again, you just like hit the nail right on the head. It's hard to, to love this body that feels broken in a lot of ways. And um, I know I struggle with that still. And, um, you know, I'm supposed to be the expert. So I don't know that it ever really goes away. Um, we're all um, still
0: healing. Yeah, me too. Yeah,
1: but, you know, I, I personally made up my mind once I figured out this this exercise protocol. I made up my mind that I was going to be patient and go slow because I was no longer going to be the mom who said I can't.
2: Mm-hmm. I was going to be
1: the mom who said I can. Um, now, there is something glorious to being able to say I can't because my kids need to know that I have chronic illness, I can only do so many things like they need to be aware that not everybody's body works the same as theirs do or that other moms do or you know because um you know, in the same light that we're trying to teach them diversity, um, you know, there's diversity in health as well. Um, but, but, you know, not being the mom who has to go to bed at seven o'clock and like miss everything all the time is really, really great. Um, but in terms of body love for, you know, we are always fighting this uphill battle against, um, body image and, you know, and what we're told as, as women by media and whatnot that we need to be, um, you know, really thin, we need to not have muscles, we need to have bodies like 12 year old girls who walk the runways. Um, you know, I think things are getting a lot better. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen an athletic catalog, but they have, you know, the, the, their models are real women, they're actually real athletes. Um, you know, there is the world's oldest power lifters in their catalog and like, it, she's just amazing. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of brands that are now starting to celebrate body love and body diversity. Um, but I come back to this idea that we are not our weight. We are not the number on our scale. We are not the size of our pants. We are how strong we feel, we are how confident we feel and we are um, you know how healthy we are. And so if we focus on those things as the goal, the rest of it falls away. And I understand the idea that like if we're a certain you know if we're certain number of pounds overweight then that indicates a level of health. There is that conversation. But if we start Taking away the stress of just, you know, focusing. Because so many people, the first thing they do in the morning is they step on the scale. And that becomes the focus for their every day. Mm-hmm. I want to take that stress away and say, well, let's focus on just, like, what are you doing today to move your body in a, in a forward direction?
2: Yeah.
1: Have you done your five minutes of autoimmune strong exercise today? Mm-hmm. Have you said something nice to yourself today? right? Because like, you know, the things we say to ourselves are, can be awful. And, and we need to talk to ourselves in a positive way. Those are the things I focus on. Once we get to those places where we feel really com- comfortable and powerful, then the weight no longer matters. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Um,
0: yeah. I love that. So, what kind of transformations have you seen in some of the people in your program? And also I'd love for you to talk, I was joking with you before we pressed record about how I saw a picture of you like so badass lifting these heavy weights. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you have advanced your workouts, but yeah. I'd love for you to talk about that. And also potentially some of your, your clients, people in the programs who uh, maybe like me, right. were really struggling with uh, movement and have now advanced to just, a level two, level three, or what that looks like.
1: Yeah. Um, some of it, well, I'll start, uh, I'll start by telling you a little bit about me because um, I've been on this exercise journey now for six years. And I started with level one of Autoimmune Strong. I mean, it truly is exactly how I started to get myself better. The concepts of foam rolling, um, the concepts of abdominal bracing and the com- concepts that I teach in terms of like, you know, ankle flexibility, those three first videos
2: mm-hmm.
1: were, I kind of just did that for like six months yeah. when I was really sick. So, um, so I really practice what I preach. Um, what, you know, what, what you see there is what, what I personally used. Six years later, almost seven now. Actually, maybe. Um, yeah, almost seven years later. I've now moved into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I call myself a baby powerlifter because I'm still new at it, but um, but I love it, and I think that it helps me tackle this concept of body love that we were just talking about. Of like, I walk into that gym now and when i lift something heavy it makes me feel like superwoman and mm-hmm. i'm no longer mad at my body for being broken i'm now proud of it for doing something it couldn't have before so right so love like that i, I don't that. care if i'm squatting 200 pounds or whatever i'm just psyched that i can put some weight on my back i can bend my knees and then i can use my legs and my butt and my core to lift back up
0: yeah and there's real
1: world applications for that the other day my my almost seven-year-old was like mommy can you carry me up the stairs and I was like you know what I totally can hop on my back let's go Uh and so I felt like I felt like my body's capable and that means I still have to be very careful Mm -hmm. and I have to be very smart um but I can do it now so, so that's my goal, is to get people in Autoimmune Strong through the program to be able to find what makes them feel powerful and feel good enough that they can go forward with that.
2: Mm-hmm. So the
1: kinds of transformations that I've seen have been so different and varied. So I'll give you a couple examples. Yeah. Um, one woman, uh, you know, was just telling me about how she used to lie in bed in the mornings and just feel everything, everything hurt. Yeah. And she's been doing Autoimmune Strong now for six weeks and she didn't even realize that it had changed until her husband reminded her. He was like, you pop out of bed now. And she was like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. I pop out of bed now.
2: Yeah. And
1: she realized that like, she doesn't feel uncomfortable when she wakes up in the morning Mm -hmm. that's a huge transformation yeah um so another woman was saying how she has a meditation practice and she's now able to sit on the floor cross-legged for 10 minutes and she used to have to pull herself back up use like using a chair or something Mm -hmm. and she doesn't have to anymore she can just stand up so there are these little moments, you know, another woman told me that she hasn't been able to get on the floor and clean her bathrooms for like three years. Yeah, she's Like I just scrubbed my bathroom floor and I feel amazing. <laughs> you know? Uh, so like, but, but, as I said earlier, like these are not six pack goals. These are life goals.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: they're pain reduction goals and they make you feel like, Cleaning the bathroom floor can actually really be a powerful moment if that's yeah. not something you could do before. So um, or even for myself, I was holding my sister's baby on my chest and I was sitting with her on the floor and I was able to stand up without having to use my hands for anything. Yeah. My legs were strong enough just to rise while mm-hmm. carrying this baby. So, um, you know, so, th- so those transformations are there. I've heard from a lot of other people saying I have been able to get back to an exercise program that I, I used to do that I love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they've also learned how to modify it and how to better listen to their bodies so that they can maintain the things
0: that they love. Right. Um, that's even my yoga practice a little bit. It's like You know it was clear that i had lost it and then now i'm back in the studio and it feels so good and back in some of my happy for you workouts but i also take more breaks and i just allow i give myself permission to take more breaks because i'd rather be there and take a bunch of breaks than not be there at all
1: right like you were saying when you had this when you were like out for the count for two weeks yeah like that's just no fun for anybody so you're right Learning how to take a break Mm -hmm. in the moment is so much better than, than like, having a flare-up afterwards.
0: Right. My boyfriend jokes, he's, since we've been together, he's joked with me that he's like, "Um, do you need to go to yoga? (laughs) Because I'm also a happier healthier person when I move my body. And it, you know, it did take patience, but I, I, I got back to something I loved, which is really powerful. And, and he's happy for me too. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. You know, my husband says the same thing, you know, and I'm really grumpy. He's like, I'll take the kids, you go do something, go yeah. exercise. Um, mm-hmm. But I think one of the benefits that we also see is that with chronic illness, with autoimmune disease, with fibromyalgia, there are links to heightened anxiety and heightened depression. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because our, like, you know, our systems aren't firing properly. And so we have higher rates of those mental, uh, you know, mental conditions and exercise has been proven, Mm -hmm. uh, to regulate anxiety and depression and be a mood stabilizer and, you know, and, and produce happy hormones. Mm So, um, You know, so I think that, you know, one of my members emailed me yesterday, actually. She was like, I'm shocked I can get these happy hormones from five minutes a day. It's like, but you can. And it doesn't have to be like, you have to go and like run on the treadmill for an hour in order to get these Mm -hmm. benefits. It doesn't have to be like that.
0: Yeah, it's so much more holistic now that we're talking about this than those six-pack abs, right? Like there are emotional benefits, mental benefits, physical benefits – I would even argue that, uh, movement, regardless of what movement you're doing is also an energetic release. So you're releasing shit that no longer serves you and just like letting that go be recycled into the universe. So there's, there's so much more to it than I want to be a certain number on the scale, or Mm -hmm. I want my body, my arms or my abs to look, you know, like that supermodel in a magazine. There's just, there's so much more. So, um, it sounds like you are completely on board with that and understand that in uh, fact actually i want to make a point because that's yeah. something i
1: talk about a lot in the program is that in the first couple of weeks especially with foam rolling or with abdominal bracing there's so much emotion mm-hmm. that lives in our muscles our pain our muscles have subconscious pain wow. uh receptors right and so uh, the issues are in are the, the tissues have you heard that yes <laughs> and so when you start moving your body, and you especially when you start fumbling like some people cry a lot, mm-hmm. and I found like that happened to me, and I get emails being like, I've started crying, and I ha- I can't stop. And this it's normal. Like, <laughs> it's normal, and it passes. Trust me, it passes. Yeah. But um, but it's healthy because your body has built up toxins and tissues that are stuck, and then you've got all this chronic pain and illness that has been like living in us that release feels so good and you just Mm -hmm. feel lighter and then it links back to feeling less angry with your body because we're not holding these subconscious um you know emotions and sadness and anger and hurt within us Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of healing that comes with it
0: I love that. I'm so glad we got to this point too, Thank because you. I think it's it's really important for people to understand that it is not just a physical practice, even though it's kind of portrayed as one as, and seen as one, but there's actually many additional benefits to moving your body on a cellular level and a subtle energy level. Um, I'd love to ask you too, Andrea, so what other kind of tools do you have in your toolbox or i know that you're specifically coaching women in this program autoimmune strong on physical movement but in your practice and even just kind of what you maybe preach to your community what other things come into play for you as far as your healing toolbox
1: so i mean we've covered some of the biggies exercise daily movement uh, is really important um I mean, basic self care and self love, which means to me, putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. And for so many, especially women—well, maybe men um, too—feel like we have this system. We we have to take care of everybody. We have to go work, go to work, do our jobs. We have to do the dishes. We have to, you know, have to do. We have to do. Mm -hmm. And making sure that you take time within your day, somehow, somewhere to say, this is about me. Um, That's one of the things I coach on probably the most often Mm -hmm. is learning how to prioritize yourself, even if it's for just five minutes a day, goes really, really far in healing. Um, And and taking the time to really identify what you need and then communicating that to the people around you is really important too. Um, So... So I've gotten really good at that because it's kind of my only way to live. And the people around me have realized that like, I'm a much, but my husband knows I'm a much better partner when I I am, when I am cared for. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I try and give him the same space. So anyways, there's that, um, healthy food. So I, um, try to live a chemical free life. Mm -hmm. So, um, that means staying away from foods that are processed as much as possible, eating things that are local. Um, I know a lot of people believe in being vegetarians or vegans. I was that for a really long time. It didn't serve me. So, um, so I believe in healthy meat. Um, that's a really big part of what I think keeps me healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I sleep sleep is really really important like these are not anything that's not nothing in my toolbox that's really new or different they're just basics but they're really important sleep um and 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 rest like finding things that make you happy and doing them as often as you can
0: I love that I found that when I started healing on a, on a deeper level, I also found that I was holding and harnessing this limiting belief that I was responsible for everyone. Like yeah. literally every stranger on the street, but especially my friends and my family. Yep. And I really had to rewire my thoughts and my habits, my brain to then shift that belief into I'm only responsible for myself uh, and, and, and really taking care of myself and putting myself first like you were mentioning, because then we can show up and take care of our kids and our partner and our friends and our family in a bigger just more schoolful way. So I love that you touched on that. So we're at the top of our time here, but I'd love for you to share with the audience how they can find you, if they're interested in your program, how they sign up and just how they can get to know you better.
1: So there's a couple of different things they can do. First is you can go to my website, which is www.getautoimmunestrong.com. Um, that website will tell you everything you need to know about the different types of programs that I offer. But I'll give you a quick breakdown. Um, so if you you can sign up for my newsletter and you can follow me there, um, or you can join the actual program, which means you get access to all of the videos. I think it's like 15 hours worth of videos all broken up into 15-minute little segments. Um, they can take, you know, they're designed to take anywhere from like three months commitment to like some people have, you know, are, are still in 12 week uh, or in almost a year and they're still working through it. So it's self-paced. You mm-hmm. can go at your own speed. You can return back to it. Um, so you have two options. One is that you can join uh, using a monthly program where you can decide when you're done with it and then you can just cancel. Or you can sign up for the annual program. It's the same content. It's just a difference in, you know, whether or not you want to pay month to month or whether you want to pay all up front. Um, If you join the annual program, you get a savings of $60, which is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have small group coaching that uh, cycles. So I have another one starting early June um, and then another class starting in September. So... The great thing about the small group coaching is it is exactly that. It's small. So it's a group of like five to eight people with uh, me and another coach. Mm -hmm. And um, we have weekly meetings that help you talk through these issues with other people who are going through the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-pacing is great, but it also can be a little overwhelming for people who don't know how to self-pace or don't want to be in this alone. Mm -hmm. So the small group coaching really helps with um, helping you have motivation and accountability and support uh, as you go through this journey. Um, So that is the autoimmune strong program in a nutshell. Um, You can also find me on Facebook at autoimmune strong, or you can follow me on Instagram at get autoimmune strong. And uh, I give lots of little tidbits
0: and uh, I kind of just talk about my own personal journey there. So. so powerful. I, I highly encourage everyone listening to go follow Andrea and try out the program and, and just see if it can potentially make a massive shift in your life. So Andrea, thank you so much for sharing that with us and for taking the time to share with the audience today. Appreciate you so much. You are such a light in this autoimmune community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Sarah. I'm just I'm so honored to be here and I love everything that you do really, it truly. Is.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. As Andrea mentioned, you can try her program Autoimmune Strong for free. I personally experienced her videos and even have a few videos of me doing these workouts on my Instagram feed if you wanna go check them out at Autoimmune Tribe. And the workouts are divided into levels that make it really easy for you to ease your way in and slowly create a habit of movement again. So go sign up for your free week by clicking the link in the show notes And then come back, tag Andrea and I, let us know what you think. That's all for now, Tribe. I'll see you guys next time.